Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Morning. I'm How you doing, doing good Saturday? now. You're a um, you're a working stiff, right? You've got a. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was wrong. Uh, that was a question. Don't that you realize the start. child that you're talking to right now? That's right. I apologize. Yeah, that was that was my fault. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have an apology to the listeners out there. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a job that I go to work. I I go to work Monday through Friday, seven to three thirty. That's right. And you also live stream and you've got a live band that you go out. You're I would argue, uh, you know, you're you're making the donuts every day. You're as Zach Wilde would say, it's always time to make the donuts. It's yes. always time to make the donuts. I'm streaming or I'm rehearsing. That's right. So <clears throat> if I may, uh, I, do you get as much joy as I do about your your fellow people and your cat um, <laughs> having a. Uh, an experience where you're like, oh, good. There are uh, people are working there. Oh, jobs. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see other people working, too. You don't want to you, know, you wouldn't be want to be alone on that road, like some sort of episode of The Walking Dead where you're just determined to be normal, you know, and just you see zombies walking around. But you go to the office and you punch the clock and you come back home. No, you want your uh, fellow Americans to be in, ex- you know, I do. Contrary to popular belief. I, because I got mine, I don't want everybody else to not have theirs. Well, you know, I think that is a one of the reasons why entertainers, in you know, and especially live playing entertainers, musicians, comedians in particular, want a very strong middle class. And I'll tell you why. It's because, A, nobody wants to be the court jester for Elon Musk for a living as a comedian or or play like rando yacht parties for psycho billionaires in a boat where they're like, yeah, man, those always bum me out when you find out that one of your favorite artists went to go play a weird Island. Yeah. Like a, yeah, it's okay. It was, it was just a Jeffrey Epstein chartered boat (laughs) off the coast of Dubai with a, you know, paid for by a Russian oligarch, but it was a great show. Anyways, there, there is, you know, I don't think that's the gig. I don't think when, when every, musician or every you know comedian practices in the beginning to like or even a theater actor i would imagine um you know practices their craft early the the dream isn't one day i'll be playing on a deck of a boat to 13 people and the staff are the only ones who really know my stuff that's Uh, right and and the 13 people secretly own slaves somehow yeah exactly right who are who are the people who are in the back tapping their foot and then you which you know will lead to beatings while you're do not enjoy yeah yeah same thing with uh like you know any other live performance we need a healthy middle class with a little extra scratch in their pocket that they can throw towards tickets and a and an elephant ear or a, a pretzel or a piece of merch or something like that. Yes. Like, or, or, Dude, or chicken wings, any kind of fried dough, any kind of fried dough. Right. And so you'll find that with rare exception, you will find the vast majority of, uh, of comedians and touring musicians do are very pro large crowd. 
And to be that way, <laughs> to be that way, you you got people got to have it, extra spending money. They got to, yep. they have to have disposable income. They have to live beyond the necessities. They have to, you know, that's necessary. And so, therefore, you are kind of whether you know it or not, uh, Ted Nugent, you are in you are a cheerleader for the working class, no matter what you do, right? Yeah. And you would think that would make them kind of, I don't know, happy about the jobs report uh, slash upset at the Fox Newses of the world. Now, I'm going to play you two clips from Fox News real quick. Now, you're going to listen to part of them and you're going to go, that's the same clip. But there's a very distinct difference. The first one I'm going to play you is the moment the jobs report came out on uh, Fox News Live on the air on the on mornings with Maria and yeah um here it is this is let's see if you can tell the difference between these two clips it's a think of this as an audio version of highlights for kids all right we are just about uh, getting these numbers uh, shortly we're waiting on the jobs numbers where we're expecting 180 thousand jobs created in the month of January and the unemployment rate to tick higher to 3.8 percent we are watching the revisions of course and we're also uh, looking at uh, production I and got it. Uh, you got the numbers wow. all right let's get right to Cheryl and this is Cheryl. something 353 <laughs> <000 laughs> <laughs> right okay all right so that's what's the laughter about? That's one of the other people on the panel laughing at just like the joy of being rich. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's it's Fox Business. I don't know who that person is. Now, the next thing I'm going to play for you, Fox put their own clip up about the jobs report. And where do you think that clip picks up? Now, this is very it's a very distinct difference, but I want you to hear this is I'm going to hit play. This is at the very beginning of Fox's uh, clip of the same show that they posted. This is something. Hey. 353,000 <laughs> non-farm jobs. I had to seriously tell the check this, guys. The unemployment rate went down to 3.7%. Uh, uh, that's the actual number. Uh, we were looking for 3.8%. Let me give you the... I, I don't even know what to say here, but all right. Let's- okay, first of all, let's just all revel in the fact that uh, they're all very confused. But you notice on Maria's own show, they cut off her um, her premonition, her her, right. her, her, her proselytizing, her profit. Uh, We're her expecting higher unemployment and lower job numbers. This, this, come on, suck! Right, come on, the, Yahtzee! Right, they were really hoping that this was going to tank. They were gearing up for it. They were like you could tell, and then you know how like the in the school of sales. They say, we need for you to create a problem that only you can solve. Like, if, like, maybe you've got bags under your eyes, or your jeans don't fit well, or you need a better pillow. Right. And boy, do Uh, I have the answer for you. (laughs) They're not good at this. No. And by the way, uh, we're live now on the internet. I was having trouble starting us up while we were doing that little piece. Uh, at Hello, YouTube. So hi, everybody. Hi out there at YouTube land. Hit that like right away. Um, sorry about the delay. It was a, uh, it, it was stuck in its little startup screen and I, there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So, but <clears throat> if you're just joining us, um, we were simply just talking about the fact that Maria Bartiromo's clip from her show, uh, tactfully excluded the part where she predicted <laughs> A, a downward trend and a pathetic 
upturn in the uh, economy. And her own people on the show laugh at her right after this came out. There was a that huge laugh. That's what the laughter is. They're they're mocking her. The guy who's just uh, getting these numbers uh, shortly. We're waiting on the jobs numbers where we're expecting 180,000 jobs created in the month of January and the unemployment rate to tick higher to 3.8 percent. We are watching the revisions, of course, and we're also uh, looking at uh, production. And uh, you got the numbers. All right, let's get right to Cheryl. And this is something. 353,000. Okay, so so much better now. And I just I didn't track before she said 180. 80,000 new jobs. So, yes. like, so yeah. they're expecting <laughs> the disappointing creation of 180,000 jobs. So, like, that's what right. they're hanging their head on as bad news. Yes, exactly. That that it would be, uh, you know, slowing. The other part to this, and by the way, this is the this is the part that really digs at them. The number of jobs created, they go into the how many, and it's it, this is the like the biggest non-farm payroll since the last record that was set, which was set in 2022 under Joe Biden. Like they keep, it's like, you know, and again, Trump is like, it's the best we ever had it. That was the best we ever had. It It was the best. Why won't you guys believe me? And um, listen to them. Listen to the copium on Fox News about Let's go through this. All right. Private sector jobs, 317,000. The street was looking for 155. Government jobs, 36,000. We don't get an estimate on government jobs. Remember last month it was uh, 52,000. Oh, by the way, they made a point of this last time. This was one Mm. of their, well, 57,000 of them were government jobs. 7,000 of those jobs were federal. The rest of them were state and local government. This is, by the way... State rights. Sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, state budgets, never mind. The state's getting more federal dollars because of the uptick in revenue, um, and their outlay goes, you know, as a percentage of what they were expecting went up. And they're rehiring first responders that they lost because of all kinds of other stuff, people quitting and all that kind of stuff. So they're adding cops and fire fighters and and like first responders nice. of all sorts. And 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 then uh, of course they're adding staff, right? You gotta add staff. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I have all this stuff to read. So this is all state and and house stuff. So anybody who's got a complaint about the fifty thousand of the of the government jobs added last round. Mm-hmm. Let's be abundantly clear. Those are state jobs. Those are state house and uh, po- local police departments, mayors, governors, you know, uh, their staff, that kind of stuff. So uh, that's that's the other thing. They keep tacking that 57,000 on. They know this. They know that that number is 50, you know, is 50,000 local government jobs, 7,000 federal. And plus, that has a lot to do with the infrastructure. So early earnings uh, year over year up four and a half percent. Oh, oh, it's so good. Yearly. uh, Yeah. Hourly earnings are up four and a half percent. Now, watch the next next. Watch the next phrase. That she has to say a half percent. And that's more than what we were expecting. We were looking for four point one percent and then point six percent, point six percent is the month to month. And that's also higher than expected. We were looking for a jump of point three percent on average, early average 
hourly earnings, excuse me, and we came in with a jump of 0.6%. Uh, a few of the things. The labor force participation rate, 62.5%. That's exactly what we had last month. Uh, but again, it's the headline. It's the headline numbers here, guys. The, the, the fact that you got 383, uh, excuse 353? me, 353,000 jobs. Thank you, Maria. All right, I'm going to dig into the report here and kind of see where the hiring was because I have a feeling I got to jump in. Why do they keep repeating what they thought it was going to be? Oh, uh, I don't know, because I wouldn't in their case. I distanced myself from. And well, I'll, I'll give her a little bit of a break in that she keeps saying, if you'll recall, unlike Maria, who said we are expecting this, the the lady who's speaking after that who's one of the other panelists is saying <laughs> is, is saying the street is expecting, which is like, I don't know. I, I, I think that's I, all I can picture is uh, Frank Stallone's band in Rocky standing around, yeah. you know, a burning oil drum. Um, we got to take For a break. Some reason when back, I think right? of the street and this is a reflection on me and my oh. upbringing, I think of the fat Albert cartoon. <laughs> that was the street to me. Yeah, I, I could see that because there was a lot of street in that cartoon. Absolutely. There was so much street. They were outside a lot. Uh, uh, boom, uh, uh, boom. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. This segment of the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, is brought to you by Boston Brian. That's right. Patreon.com oh, slash Boston Brian for all your Boston Brian needs. Take care of him and he'll take care of you. That's right. That's Pretending it. to like Boston Brian is the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because he said kind of a, you know, in retort, similar thing about you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, you guys will work that out or whatever. Anyways, I feel, <laughs> let me know when the mud wrestling date is set. I have to I just need to know when to have my eyes gouged out. But um, <laughs> my goodness, I'll be wearing like a whole parka and he'll be in a Speedo. Yeah, right. Um, but but with your, your parka will have strategically sliced holes in it for you know for <laughs> peekaboo parka that you wear all the time. I know peekaboo parka. Oh my word! Yeah, that's, that's, you're welcome. Um, so uh, obviously there there are there are major things happening in the world in terms of what's happening overseas, both with Ukraine um, and the the workaround that the. Biden administration has found to get around uh, Republican intransigence in helping Ukraine. We will talk about that in our second hour with uh, Philip Bittner, who will be joining us live from Kiev. Um, and uh, it has to do with Greece. I'm just saying. And uh, and uh, I have to. And what I can the say word. About, but yes, uh, Greece, it, it, as as Chris Bono once said, um, ladies and gentlemen, I just came from backstage. And let me say Greece is the word. Um <laughs> A going to the bathroom right before the set show <laughs> joke, mm, which I mm. always love. Uh, and uh, anyways, uh, we, we can thank the Greeks for so much over the years. And uh, not the least of which is that they are giving us a, a workaround. I said it right. Um, with uh, with materials for especially specifically Bradley's and other vehicles for them. We'll talk about that during the second hour, of course. And a little bit later in the hour, we're going to discuss what's happening um, with the U.S. strikes inside Syria and uh, Lebanon, which are 
sorry, in, uh, in Iraq and Jordan, quite frankly. Um, there are smaller ones in Jordan, but mainly uh, Iraq and Syria were the, the primary ones. The Houthi ones have kind of dried up because they didn't have all that much stuff to begin with. And if you'll notice, uh-huh. after our last round of Houthi strikes, the the have you heard of, uh, Johnny, since, what, Tuesday? Have mm-hmm. you heard of any Houthi rockets hitting any ships lately? No, no, not since yeah. then. Yes, right. That that there's a there's a very specific reason for that, because uh, the entire goal of that uh, of those strikes was to stop them firing missiles at civilians on ships. And the irony that the last one they struck. Was it an Israeli chartered ship? No. Was it an Israeli partnership? No. Was the was the the. uh the CFO or the CEO or the, um, you know, did they hire consultants who happened to be Jewish during a you know week when they were dating a Jewish girl in college? No, it was a Russian ship. Oh, the irony. Oh, my Iran's second best friend in the whole region besides themselves. Um, it was a Russian ship filled with naphtha. Now, this was reported in the news breathlessly by like hyper right wingers who are pro Putin and the faux aggressive fellow travelers that they have that are just anti everything they live inside, which is uh, we'll work on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, I hate the West. Well, it, I, I, then it sounds terrible. It sounds like the West is very bad and they're this root of all evil. I think you should probably leave that. And I'm not saying America love it or leave it. I'm just curious as to why you would live in the country that you think is the root of all evil. That seems extreme to me. Yeah. Um, right. But in this particular case, those folks were uh, breathlessly reporting that this was a Russian, it, that it was an oil tanker, by the way. Because somehow oil bad, and therefore that will be the lineage that will automatically trigger people to go well. Then it had it coming, because that's what we want is a leaky oil ship in the middle of the ocean anywhere. That's a great idea, way to handle that problem, guys. Um, but uh, but they ultimately uh, struck it. It was uh, naphtha. Naphtha is a chemical used to make plastics, largely. Mm. That's what it's for. You need it. It's one of the it's you know, when you always hear about petroleum products and petroleum byproducts specifically around that naphtha is the primary ingredient ingredient that you need from the petroleum process to make plastics. So basically they. The HMS Tupperware was struck and uh, these guys danced around like it like they'd hit the Exxon Valdez again. Mm. So very funny, a little silly, um, but. Notice that was apparently the last straw. The U.S. had finished our strikes. Hmm. You know, we had hit what we were going to hit. And we were like, "Okay, lesson gained. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. And the Houthis hit another ship. It happened to be a Russian ship filled with plasticizing agents. And we were like, "Okay, one more time. And then since that day nothing. There's been a lot of marching around in sandals, firing guns in the air, but not anything. And I, by the way, I don't mean that as a derogatory thing. I mean, literally, (laughs) like their, their guys are wearing sandals. And I'm just saying, if your army wears sandals, do not pick a fight with anyone. Just, it's not a good idea. If you're, if your folks, if you're, you know, if your people wear sandals, that's very cool. But if your army's wearing sandals, you're in big trouble because you're going to have to run at some point. Yeah, they're going to need some sketchers. 
And yeah, we're gonna, they're going to need boxes of them. And also, uh, you're easy to hear when you approach because you're going thack, 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 thack. You know, <laughs> it's it's the flip flop brigade is coming. It's just a little ridiculous. So, anyways, um, I'm just saying, no army has won a war without enclosed shoes since the year 400. <laughs> so. Guys, and, it, yeah. well, the, and the, the Scots used to fight, I believe, completely nude. No, they used to pl- they fight commando, which is oh, thing where okay. they, there was nothing underneath. Now, I got to say, as somebody who is uh, Scottish enough to be able to use the accent whenever I want to, um, I have uh, four different kilts. Um, they're all utility kilts. Um, my favorite being the black one, but I've also got a camo, like a gray camo one. It's very nice. And uh, I normally do not go commando in it. And not because I'm a never nude or something like that, but just because I, if there's a ladder around, yeah, if, if, I, if there's a ladder around, I just always have the urge to climb it. So for me, it's just That's not pretty practical. adorable. <laughs> it is. Because like, when we're around and he climbs the ladder, he looks me in the eye and he kisses me right on the forehead. I do like what's going on, and uh, yeah. So I, it's not a peekaboo kill. That's 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 terrible. That's only for parkas. So, and I said normally because sometimes there you go. But it is uh, if you're a war. I suppose it's better to it's easier to moon people if you're wearing a, if you're going commando, and that's as you saw in Bla- Braveheart. Also, I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say my other war thing, which is no open-toed shoes in warfare. The other thing I'm going to say is never moon archers. <laughs> Just yeah, that'd be horrible. Bad idea. That never, if you see a line of archers mooning, <laughs> it's just. I'm just going to say it's a mistake. Yeah, I, not, I do not recommend it. Okay, so. Obviously, by the way, back to real news and as uh, aside for this, uh, um, obviously the the strikes inside uh, Syria and Lebanon, uh, curiously enough, while there are, you know, the Blather squad is screaming about World War Three, which they have been talking about since Nord Stream 2. Wow. Also, for the record, if I may, and I think our dear friend uh, Boston Brian, who everyone should support and watch, um, um, right after you get done watching uh, Johnny Million's live stream, by the way, at uh, YouTube.com slash It's Johnny Million or on Twitch. That's right. Um, <clears throat> my show, you'll get around to it. You'll get around <laughs> to seeing my show. You'll find it. I trust. Infotainmentwars.com. We we don't need the documents. We have everything memorized. But, um, oh, thank you, Melissa Norman, for the super oh, chat. Oh, um, goodness. I, <laughs> I, I will say that um, watching the... Uh, you know, and in deference, deference to the historical knowledge that Boston Brian has about warfare, and, and I think he would agree with me about the sandals mm. and not owning archers thing, is that the, the other thing is, is that one of the upsides that you can see in the targeted strikes that the U.S. is doing under Joe Biden in Iraq and Syria, specifically about these groups and who is upset about them, and the fact that we are not and we are – in no way giving um, Israel our go-ahead to attack inside Iran uh, is a good sign. It is a sign that cooler heads are prevailing. And not only do we not want to strike Iran because we don't, you know, our disdain for the Iranian regime and the Revolutionary Guard 
has nothing to do with the mass of the people. And in and in certain cases, they're always talking about, well, we got to take a break. We come back, I'm going to explain to you why specifically we are, you know, we are treading lightly up to the point we aren't. And we've got very distinct lines. Biden has very distinct red lines for himself that he is not crossing. And that's why it matters who's in office, because Trump would have had none of this stuff. Oh, yeah. None. We'll be back right after this. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Hey, Johnny Millions back. Hold on, I'll bring him back in uh, on the screen. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and by the way, don't forget, uh, if you're listening out there in Radio Land, I uh, live stream every day, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific. And uh, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do a morning show at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so It's, it's madness. Good. Yeah. And it's a couple hours uh, each show, but they're a good time and they're live and uh, it's fascinating. Anyways, uh, we get it. We get great conversations. The morning show is more philosophical. The afternoon show, I go into clips and we break down a lot of stuff. And over the over the last week, one of the biggest stories has been this trucker convoy thing. Now, I have spared Johnny Million, my viewers and uh, and the people who, I guess, listen while jogging to the show. Uh, most of the trucker convoy blather that I have. Is that still going on? Ugh. My Lord. Okay. So if you don't know, the, there's a place called Eagle Pass in Texas, which the primary crossing issues that you've seen that Fox uses on the news all the time is not indeed in Texas. There was that one place under the bridge. They'll reuse the footage from that. But the major crossings that happened were happening in Arizona. That has been tamped down. So what, as that was tamped down, there was this big fear that, oh, dear God, there's one chunk in you know, of passable land across the river that people might come to. And that's Eagle Pass. And so this convoy was going to set up that they were all going to, you know, drive down trucks and blockade the invasion, which even. OK, you know, it's just ridiculous. And they're going to do no such thing. And there was talk of literally a, a, a state – I think it was a, a Republican state senator from Texas who first said it, but that there were going to be 700,000 trucks, a convoy of seven – now, that truck that, – that's ridiculous. That's a, obviously a silly number. That's, that's so many trucks. So many trucks. It's so, it's so like 700,000 people is so many people. Now make right. them all trucks. <laughs> trucks. That's right. Like, people. Long, long, gee, gert. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. evidently me turning into a transformer looks a little bit like me turning into a T-Rex. So I'm not going to try that again. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's a thin line. 700,000 trucks. Was the okay. Not only. Well, there weren't 700,000 trucks, obviously. There were not 70,000 trucks. There were not 7,000 trucks. There were not hmm. 700 trucks. There were not 
seven trucks. There were not. Okay, most of this convoy was Winnebago's and pickup trucks, and basically the you know those Trump pickups with all the where, flags. Yes, that it's it. The whole thing was a bunch of those folks basically going. Well, we don't have a rally scheduled anywhere near us, or it's up in the snow, and I don't want to go up there because of my 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 sciatica. So let's drive someplace hot and rebellious. And so we'll head down to Texas. So there were not, I'm, I'm not kidding. There were not seven Mack trucks involved in this. I think there Somebody were. Somebody in the chat suggested that there aren't 700,000 trucks in the U S yes, they are. That's absolutely true. But I guess they were expecting uh, the, you know, Mexicans to give us 28,000 trucks. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the, uh, the, the the Canadian truckers to come down the, the you know you know the lovely folks who didn't want to uh, get vaccinated so to protest they blocked the roads in cities so that people who needed to get to the hospital say pregnant women in labor and people having heart attacks couldn't get to the hospital because these idiots were exercising their right to to block yeah. roads which interestingly enough Johnny Million I've always been curious about this you can you can talk I've heard you. You can, like uh, you can you yeah you can march you can you know, folks that don't know uh Johnny Million has runs marathons Johnny I've run two marathons a, That's right he is a long distance runner even when he's not no one's trying to catch him and which I think shows taste and breeding on his part if I, and if I, I'm not pooping myself I am going far That's right they, well they, they go hand in hand which is They really do yeah, yeah. long distance yeah. runners out there know what I'm talking about Yes, you can you can do this. Well, it's something's going to shake loose, and it's not going to be yeah, on land. You know what I mean? What are you oh, dear do? God, does it ever shake loose? And it's like that. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I, Bobby. Yes, I've, I've seen the stuff about the ladies, uh, the, the jogging lady who you know poops behind somebody's house, and somebody catches her on the news, <laughs> and it's a bigger thing. Anyways, uh, like curb your runners, I think should be a sign. But you do all those things. Yes, and you could do them. In, you could do them in protest. You could you could do a five k to to raise money for a cause or to protest something. You could march for a good long while. You could even you know uh, I guess you could speak out. You could even write something. Correct. This is your free speech. Your fundamental rights to do this. Now, could you, if you really needed to, find a Mack truck and block a road with it? Hmm. That, by the way, you could stay in and no one would come to get it, like the original owner, uh, the actual <laughs> owner, and, and that you would chain yourself to it so nobody could, you know, or you could lurch the engine so nobody could. Uh, okay, yeah, you. yeah. Could you, could you do that anytime soon? You need me to? No, I'm just saying probably not, yes? Pro- that would be a lot of work. I mean, in, It would be real, so not, much work. It would be so much work if you didn't already have one, right? Definitely, yeah. if I didn't already have one, Let's be, it'd be a lot of schmoozing and bartering with people that don't like talking to me. That's right. Um, and then let's say you did manage to find one and you were on your way to do it. And somebody else had already brought, blocked the road with their truck. Would you even know how to back that thing up with the hydraulic brakes on them? And the I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to get it out of park. Right. OK, so I'm uh, so so what I'm getting at is that the truckers that br- blocked the road were not within their rights to express their free speech. They were using materials 
that they had access to that the average person doesn't to create a barricade instead of exercising their free speech. Hmm. Nothing ever. Nobody ever talked about locking these truckers up for their speech or what they were saying or any of that stuff. Right. It was just the whole thing about uh, disabling your truck in a roadway. And therefore, I guess if somebody called the police or called an ambulance or a fire truck, uh, they'd have to either go way around and that person might perish in the process or uh, you would have to, you know, I, I guess they would have to blow your truck up or you would have I, it's it's insane is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and and the idea that that's free speech is one of the dumbest things I've heard from that side of the political spectrum ever. And the irony is, is that the convoy, this this convoy that started in South Carolina, which was going to be it's it started out before all this. I don't know if you know this, Johnny, May, before all this. Uh, difficulty between the government of Texas and America uh, and the American government. But before that, it was a thing. And so these folks were going to drive down there and pray over Eagle Pass. They were just going to pray over the space because it's a very troubled land. Now, I know what you're thinking. If prayer works, why does it have to be local? I would think that a, you know, that prayer itself the kind of nature is, is that it's not like a topical ointment. You could do it from. You should be able to conceptually, you should be able to do it from anywhere. Yes, exactly. So the idea that you have to drive you're talking to the omnipotent. Right, exactly. He, he knows where it is. He's got his yeah. own kind of God GPS, God PS. He's in his God <laughs> positioning satellite system that he knows where everything is. God PS. And, so these folks started to drive down there for this thing as a prayer vigil. And then it turned into the convoy. And then there was mm. a website raising mm. money, much like the Canadian one and all that kind of stuff. Now, uh, where the the convoy uh, website is, is like who owns it and where it's housed and whether the money's going someplace is, is uh, something for those folks to tear apart on their own. However, it only took... Three days. And I, I will say it happened almost immediately when Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent showed up that the 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 right wing vlogosphere exploded with videos that it's a psyop. The Ooh. feds are setting it up. It's going to it's going to grab They're They're going to they're going to have agents provocateurs, although I don't think they use that phrase. Mm. I think they just said feds down there starting trouble and then they were going to use it to they're going to Jan six you is what they were telling people. Uh, Jan six you. And that that means that they'll they'll set up this big, horrible thing and then blame the Trumpers. Well, or lure you into doing what you want to do and then and then uh, not give you a. not let you out of jail when you say he told me to kind of, I want, I didn't want to do it, but he made me right. So that is the, and that interest to me, that, that really shows this might be a high watermark on Trump's ability to, you know, his group's ability to have any kind of cohesion and to actually pull anything off because they went from zero to internal uh, conspiracy in 72 hours. Yeah. They, That's about the shelf life. There was a guy, I watched a video this morning while I was like prepping, you know, and I'm like just kind of checking the web for what, you know, the, the taking the temperature on this. 
And oh my lord, this guy and his hmm. wife do regular videos about this. He's a trucker himself, and he's big on this whole like, don't fall for it. They're dragging you in there. They're trying to get you. They're luring you there. I can't go down there. I'd be with you, but it, I've got my heart issues, and he does, you know. Um, <laughs> and they're both. <laughs> His, his hype person is just sitting back there going, he's yeah. real unhealthy. That's right. That's his, his wife is his unhype. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. he's a mess. You should smell him. Anyway, so, <laughs> Try sleeping in the same house with him. Bless this couple. Bless their hearts. But they were like, he he had three videos. I was I went and I saw this one. I was like, good Lord. This what an overreaction. And then I looked at the last five days of this escalating. They do these 15 minute live streams. They got no stamina whatsoever. These folks. I don't know what it is. Mm. Maggots. Get get it together. I do two hours standing on my head. Yeah. 50, over and over. 15 minute live streams. And you're like, I'm going to make this. This is a long one. So I'm going to I'm going to tie it up. 50. What? Long. Anyways. So they it just got. More and more unhinged up till yesterday where they're literally like he's telling stories about how you don't even know the people who might jump into the back of your rig while you're stopped at one of the places along the convoy that you're going to, you know, there were these scheduled stops where they're going to have these little prayer meetups and, you know, Second Amendment, blah, blah, blahs, whatever, you know, like minded. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is a mind there at all, it likes being amongst similar minds they were everywhere they stop to pray or do something they're like oh my god that's where they get you and i'm like good Mm. lord and you imagine you imagine the woman's march after donald trump got elected and the women with their lovely uh p hats and whatnot walking around and like can you imagine if half the women in that march were on their phone going this is this. We're being set up. Get away from here as fast as you can. This is clear. We're being lured into train cars. They're going to round us up and put us in plastic coffins. Uh, here comes FEMA. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm I'm just stunned at how fast it happened like that. And, and that goes towards this week. And we'll talk about this after we come back from the break. But Alina Haba, I don't know if you know this, but apparently... She's now a mole for the deep state. Oh. Oh, yeah. Prettiest mole you ever did see. <laughs> if I had a mole like that, I wouldn't have it removed. Wrong kind of mole. We'll be back right after this. It's House Sports Radio Program Mega Worldwide. You're locked into the House Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide what happens when johnny millions like showing off his uh his cool guitars that he plays and Mm -hmm. i you know and i because i uh i you know i'm used i grew up and i'm used to being poor i uh my you know i the guitar i fell in love with is basically a boat oar you know compared to the really (laughs) nice guitars or whatever but for whatever reason plays really nice in my hands and that's all that really matters so um the (laughs) I, I have to say, the 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 paranoia overall on on the on in Trump world is a sight to behold, and the convoy is a good example of that. And and the reason I bring up the convoy is because convoy had a gig last night, and it was fantastic. By the way, that's Johnny Miller. It was really good. And I hope you're getting some peel off uh, pu- publicity from people just googling convoy. It's, you know what's horrible is that um, every time I record 
a show or a rehearsal, I use a tag and rename application that says, hey, if you don't have um, album art for this, you can search the web for it. So I sometimes I just like to see like what random thing pops up when I search the web with what I have right. in there. It is frigging always Freedom Convoy garbage. Oh, yeah. Always. So then yeah, I have I, to change what I'm searching for to be like hot dogs so I can have a nice funny cover. Right. Yeah. But then that your your Amazon defaults to that anyways. So sure. It's the first thing. It's like, what thing, are you some, still shopping hot for? Dogs. Hot dogs? Yeah. Yeah, hot, what about hot, hot dog hot water in your bin. Yeah, right. Would you like to add hot dogs? <laughs> you bought before. Would you like to make <laughs> people who who bought as much lip balm as you have in the last thirty days also bought hot dogs. Also bought lots of hot dogs. Um, yeah. Would you like a monthly delivery of hot dogs? Yes. Yeah, yes exactly. I'm you know, you can save money by subscribing to hot dog water. Training, training for the big meat. So, um, what? <laughs> big meat. So wrong. Training for the big meat. You and me both, kiddo. All oh, edit her out. Edit her out. So <laughs> no one gets that. So uh, where were we? Oh yes, hot dog. Oh, edit her that. out. So so Alina Haba, um, you know, is a uh, for those that don't know, is a terrible lawyer who'd rather yeah. be pretty. Luckily, she is, <clears throat> and lucky for us, she is. Let me let me take a moment again. To have us count our blessings. Now, in any normal situation, a former president of the United States having a, a, effectively uh, the the chief litigator um, uh, from Bimbo, 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 and Bimbo <laughs> attorney at law. All due respect to Bimbo's respect. Yeah, she um, she really she brings the the stock price of Bimbo's way down. Yeah, like I, I think it's Bimbo, Himbo, and Dumbo should be the attorney. <laughs> That's the quite law. the law firm. I like it. It, it. I think it sums the entire team up in one way or another. Um, although I think Trump would avoid Himbos just because he doesn't like the physical competition, like he's even in the running, but whatever. Anyways, one of the things you have to take, you know, again, I've said many times, we are so lucky that in the the one big insurrection that this country has been through since the Civil War, it was mm-hmm. completely run by morons yeah. and we should we should thank our lucky stars every day that trump is such an idiot and he surrounds himself with suck-ups and idiots so even the people who are smarter than him which are myriad i guess and the people yeah. around him are afraid of him and are yes men and women so they don't even if he says something dumb they just go uh-huh, which in its own way is even if you're technically on merit smarter than him automatically makes you dumber than he that is the thing because you can be smarter than him and mixed up with him and the reason to be afraid of him is because he is willing to do god knows what right to yeah to you and he will he will sink lower than you would ever conceive well they used to be okay and this this applies i think to why a lot of these folks who end up working with him there used to be a thing that like that's a mega world is a financial nut that if you can crack it, you're fine. And that's where obviously Mike Pillow went. Mike Pillow yep. settled in on this idea at one point that I'm not, I can't sell a pillow to every American, but what I can do is outfit the beds and, uh, and, uh, you know, and guest rooms of every maggot in the country. So better to have a captive audience that will buy all your crap 
yeah. then try to convince everyone to do it. So hence the the wearing the cross and all of his stuff. That was the first shot across the bow at sort of like gang economics, right? You wear the cross so that Christians will go, oh, he's a Christian who's not afraid to wear his cross. I'm going to buy his pillows and stuff versus somebody else. That was his original mm. business model. I should try and that with he, a pentagram. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Church of Satan might, out of Iowa might <clears throat> sue you, but, you know, uh, but you could sue them back and then you guys would have a great time. And you could sue Yeah, that, I love the Church of Satan. Everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're hilarious. Um, that said, um, you know, Mike Pillow eventually decided that he would go for just this group. And then he contributed to choking this group out of existence. The irony, right? That he literally took it down a road of madness where it thinned out that crowd so much that, I mean, you can't, these people don't need new pillows and sheets and, and cushions that much. They're never home. They're always in Winnebago's running around the country following Trump everywhere. And the pillows you buy for your Winnebago are smaller than the ones you'd use at home. But the same thing is true of sort of the, the MAGA economics. The MAGAonomics thing was Trump has this group of people who are totally loyal to him. And if they think, mm-hmm. You know, you're loyal to him. They'll buy anything you're selling. They'll be on Parler and Gab. They'll sit through the ads on it. They would, right? They'll scroll slowly and look at Trump gold and all kinds of stuff and Trump catheters. And, you know, they'll happily to support him. And, and one should look no further than Don Jr. So Don Jr. immediately, when he realized this like maggot, you know, gold vein was there. Just started mining it for everything. So they yeah. have this page. They have their own um, like MAGA Patriot. Ver- they have Patriot Mobile, the phone company. Right? Oh, they, yeah. don't, don't use big tech cell phones. Use our crappy little, ironically, Chinese phones, whatever. Of course. That's the, that was glorious. Uh, with, with all the tracking software and hardware you could hope for. Um, uh, by the way, most of this stuff is just email farming anyways for fundraising yeah. and buying and selling other stuff. Then there was the Trump books, and that's the lower end of it. They also have this like um, this fundraising site. You know, there's there's uh, blue state and red state kind of uh, candidate fundraising sites. They built their own separate one. That there, which by the way is just a money laundering scheme. Like I don't know who uses it, but it, I guess they managed to skim some money off the top of that. Truth Social itself, he gets a slice of the ads, even if they're stealing his image and that kind of stuff. So he's happy to do it. He's happy to bilk his own people. Good Lord, he mm-hmm. bailed out Steve Bannon, the man who like was bilking his own people out of this build the wall funds with a with a CCP operative who was um, sucking up money from people who don't like the CCP by pretending to be against them. Yeah. Prepper food is another one. Yes, Cynthia Rice in her chat room. They're on it. So they know that this crowd is there and there's money to be made from it. And so they were – you could kind of go in, all in on this. And when Alina Habba signed on, arguably mm. this was – if not at its peak, it had not started to ebb really strongly. The problem was it became a trap. At one point, the money to be made from that corner of MAGA world was shrinking by the day. And from Trump himself, it just drops off a cliff because he doesn't pay anybody. Yeah. But the the ability to leave it and go back to the normal economy got more and more stark as well. So not only did you lose the money that you were going to get from this corner, 
But you couldn't like go, hey, sorry, I called you guys monsters and pedophiles and evil and all that kind of stuff. No harm, no foul. Right. I was just trying to skim some maggots. So I'd like right. to be let back into the regular world again. Right. And that's where she finds herself. There was a point where she could have. I'm sure when she signed on, she was like, either I'm going to be a high dollar right wing. You know, all of his donors, all of his big donors and his big rich friends are going to use me as their lawyer or Fox News host or, you know, star Newsmax host at the worst, right? That beyond ambulance chasing and, and being a slip and fall, you know, litigator, this is my way out of this. Spokes lawyer. That's gone. Because not only is nobody uh, that's not a maggot in his realm interested in working with her anymore because you'd be an idiot if you've seen her actual work in process. Oh, yeah, I remember you. You're the one that lost uh, Trump $83.3 million that he probably would have – it only would have cost him 50 or 10 if he if – he, if you had any brains or he did, I don't know whose fault this is, but I'm sure as hell not hiring you. There's 30,000 other people that I could hire. No. The other half being, of course, that if she tries to go back, uh, to the normal, you know, to the MAGA world, they now think anybody who cost him this money, everybody on his team, because Joe Tacopino, you know, uh, left. Yeah. Yeah. They think it was all set up. These are all deep state operatives. That's why he lost. It's not because he's a rapist. It's not because he's a serial sexual offender who's grotesque and a a huge bore and thinks he has the right to grope people and brags about it. Not just in, you know, in the Access Hollywood tape, but in depositions. The man said it in his deposition in this case. It's not that. He didn't lose because of that. The maggots are like, he, they didn't lose because Trump's a pig. They lost because you pre- were just pretending to support him, pretending to make yourself look like an idiot, uh, pretending to ruin your career, pretending to just be so you can pretending help to go all in on a on a snake oil salesman. Right. Uh, it is incredible. How fast MAGA is eating itself. And if you think that's fast, the border bill comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Wait till the text of that starts rolling out. That's going to be hilarious. we got to take a break. Phil Bittner will be joining us from Ukraine right after this. Uh, lots to talk about there. And, of course, some of the stuff that's also going with the strikes in, in the Middle East because he spent uh, an undue amount of time there. Our dear friend will be back after this. Don't forget, uh, like, subscribe, give a thumbs up, uh, share the show. It helps us out a lot. Patreon.com slash Sparks. And, of course, Super Chats and Bits are always helpful. Uh, we'll be back right after this. The House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HouseSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people it's like you're trowling out. Damn, us faithful pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. 
Welcome to the show, everybody. And fresh from an interview with uh, our own Boston Brian. Um, uh, and I mean by our, I mean the entire world, because we all collectively own him. It's our dear friend Philip Bittner, live in Kiev, uh, in front of his uh, Olga of Kiev poster and his uh, new microphone. And he's uh, trapped behind his Mac camera that will automatically trigger balloons, thumbs ups, and other uh, accents because he doesn't know how to shut it off. I will show him later. But Wildly for- inappropriate. Oh, what if, what if we could, Phil, when do you do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that does it. Yeah, you have Come to look on. at the camera, though. You have to look at the camera when you do it. Yeah. There it yes. Is. Yeah, so he has yes. hearts in it. And it, it Whoever said to do that, oh. thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to yeah. turn yeah. that off. Like <laughs> Don't ever turn it off. Line. Thumbs up and thumbs down will make it do it. If you do double thumbs down, it makes it rain. All right, let's yeah. see your wiener, Phil. Come on. No, Let's just do that. No, it's not that kind of thing. It's, AI is not that advanced, thank God. So, um, no, I'll be on some serious Zoom call or something, and I'll get little, you know, cats or something. Oh, that's uh, that. You know, that's already happened. You know, of course, somebody, of course, it has. Recording. Well, yeah. there's a there's a whole skit. SNL did a skit about that, didn't they? Right. Um, Anyhow, right, can you just say wildly inappropriate, Phil? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it would be. I mean, you're talking about war and and what's going and, and on. Little, and bal- I need to really take a backseat here. All right, I'm going to go back to my farming questions for Phil position here Thank and you. quit yes, talking that, about his wiener. Yeah. Well, oh either God. way, no. The the uh, the inappropriateness <sighs> would obviously be an issue if you're if you're like. Um, I was a producer for people. sixty minutes. I I have awards, people. Yeah. Right. And and he's subject to this Johnny. Oh, look at that confetti! Go quit it. He's, it didn't happen that time, folks, on mm. the radio. All right, now there's a lot that's going on. Let's start with um, the uh, I don't know even where to start. Crimea is basically, on I would argue, yeah, done at this yep. point. It's amazing. So from uh, uh, give everybody an update on kind of the latest in, uh, of of the hits in Crimea, if you could, and we'll talk a little bit about that because oh my god. Yeah, they hit about, I, I think it's uh, eight separate sites with dozens mm-hmm. of drones, uh, yeah. including uh, a lot of military facilities, uh, 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 some sort of drone, either warehouse or production center. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a strike at an airfield, which seems to have um, destroyed uh, uh, strategically important uh airplanes and may may have killed an air force general um but uh they were able to strike all throughout crimea uh you know all you know as far north and as far south and west and east so you know crimea is within striking distance for them and um and that's obviously a very big deal it's not as big as taking out the bridge or as when hopefully the land bridge that connects uh, uh, mainland um, uh, Russia to the peninsula, when that gets severed, and I've been saying this for a long time, is when that happens, which I do believe mm-hmm. is an almost inevitability, uh, that the Russians will lose their mind because it will be – there will be no way to deny the fact um, that they are losing lands which – historically have been in their hands for centuries uh, or at least mm-hmm. under their sway control what have you i mean this is this is catherine the great took this territory when 
you know, when George Washington was mm-hmm. fighting at, you know, was was crossing the Delaware, um, uh, yeah. Catherine the Great was taking Crimea and setting up Odessa. This is how deep this goes into the Russian psyche and to the identity and sense of self. If they can cut off the land bridge and when Crimea truly does become uh, susceptible and at risk, mm-hmm. they won't be able to deny it anymore. And Putin will be in a real tough spot because he will have betrayed um, the legacy of Catherine the Great, who looms enormously large on Russian history, uh, on, on that stage of Russian history. It's, you know, look, I'll, I'll make this very brief, um, but it's something that I have been saying regularly. And I'll say it one more time. Putin in one fell swoop has denied the uh, dreams of Peter the Great, which has been a cornerstone of Russian foreign policy, trying to find a warm water port and creating a global naval power. That was Peter the Great's dream in the 1720s. He has lost territory that Catherine took, uh, you know, when George Washington was around. Uh, and, And in so doing, he has cut Russia off from its primary, if not only, warm water port uh, in Sevastopol, no Russian leader survives, losing all of the legacy you know, of Russia's history. He's in right. trouble. Yes. And this week he blamed the public for his decision to go to war in Ukraine. I don't know if you saw that or whatever, yes, he but he said nothing would have happened uh, in Crimea and in uh, the Donbass if not for the mood of the Russian people, meaning that he was just acting as their, you know, he didn't instigate this. This wasn't his idea. This was because this is what Russians wanted, which is just the goofiest excuse that he has come up so far. Well, he's done this whole, he's done this whole thing about, we had to go save our poor Russian speaking population in Donbass who were being, you know, shelled by the dastardly Nazis in, in Kiev, which is all a, a load of baloney. And, right. um, you know, the separatist movement was started and maintained by Russia. It was not an, it was not a grassroots organic development. Uh, there was never a problem in right. Donbass uh, until after Maidan and until after the Kremlin started getting yeah, a little green nervous about and, a and successful. Yeah, and then yeah. And, and they're all and know, a successful trained, Ukraine. Yeah, training the possibility Bob, right. of a successful Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, to stabilize. The, there was never a problem in Donbass until then. Yeah, um, um, so it's you know it's a couple a couple other breakout things, and then we're going to get some questions, obviously uh, from sure. the chat room because uh, well, we people got, have been asking them. You and yeah, I talked sure. about, about a uh, you know specifically about the hits that were in. Uh, Crimea this week, which were enormous. And the, and, but there's been a couple of budgetary things that came out in the news this week that I think were very positive. One being that the yes. uh, Biden administration using this workaround to get rid of old ordinance and old machinery, sending it to Greece, and then Greece would give it to uh, Ukraine and that kind of stuff, which that's is right. totally within the powers of the administration. Sure. It's, uh, it is shoring up a lot of stuff that's going there. And then the EU guaranteeing $53 billion to support yes. uh, Ukraine this week as well. Lincoln's mm-hmm. been in contact with the State Department, obviously, is juggling a lot of things these days. But they were, uh, you know, they've been in talks with the EU to basically go, we're going to get over this hump with these idiots and you guys hold it through here yeah. and we'll be able to pick it up in a couple of months and we'll hand it off. And, and that'll be the trade off. And they know that to expect yeah. that the. the well, and look, and look, the, Euro- the, the vote in the European Union to pledge 55 yeah. billion, 55 billion dollars to ukraine was a unanimous vote 
Yeah. Uh, 50, 50 euros. million euros, which would be roughly 54 and, and change dollars. dollars. Right. Uh, I was just speaking in dollars. But yeah. the more important point, well, equally important, is to notice that it was a unanimous vote, which included Hungary's Viktor Orban. Which oh means God. that they put, they put pressure on Orban. Yeah. And they have put, they put baby in the corner. And he is, he is, they have found a work workaround for their obstructionists. It's well past time that the yep. United States does equally the same, you know, a same right. effort and works around our obstructionists. I'm looking at well, you. That's what the process Johnson. That's right. Well, that's the price wow. that's happening right now. Like the, the, the border bill itself. And we'll, you know, we'll talk a little yeah. bit about that. The cynicism the, of that. It, it, yeah. But it's the, the fact that they're going to, you know, drown that thing. You know, to, mm-hmm. And I use that reference specifically um, is it, is the undoing of them and is the thing that they the yes. Biden administration and every other like sensible Republicans that do exist in the Senate and other and even in the House. And those folks go, if this comes to the floor and it will and it's going to have to. Mike Johnson's going to break and put it bring it to the floor and they're going to vote to move him out and all that garbage or whatever. He's just hanging on as long as he can for part of this. But there is no well, way they don't yeah. once the text of this bill comes out that they don't bring it to the floor. Period. End of story. And and I would argue, I would argue, it's all well and good, and I am glad to see that the cynicism of of using the border, uh, you know, as a Mm -hmm. solely as a a domestic, uh, you know, uh, uh, election campaigning effort is is disgusting. Uh, Not only because of the of the the people that are dying on the border, but because it's been tied to Ukraine, and every day now Ukrainians are dying, and they've held it up, you know, aid to Ukraine. I would argue. Uh, that uh, Ukraine aid on purpose. Uh, Ukraine aid needs to be split away from the border again. I don't care how it gets done. If 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 indeed you're right, and that's the way this shakes out, and they keep Ukraine aid connected to the border, but they force a vote on the border and they reveal the the bill and and every yeah. even the obstructionists in the in the in in the house are going to have mm-hmm. to agree to it. If that's the way we get Ukrainian aid through, then fine. But but that's how if it's not. Happen. That's fine, that, yeah. that and great. And if and if Ukraine aid is still tied to that, and that's how we get Ukraine aid, fine. But if we have to split it away from, um, you know, Mike McFall, former ambassador to Moscow, made a very mm-hmm. good point about this. We need to put a straight up or down vote on Ukraine aid in the House, one way or the other. You know, this this. Yeah, I, are we for this I, or not? Well, here's the thing. I I Mike Johnson is in charge of bringing such a vote to the floor. Um, Democrats have suggested such a thing or, or made a motion to do it over the last couple of weeks and they block it because they have the ability to stop it. That's why the, the only way this goes through, and here's the thing, most of the people in the House on the Republican side would vote for Ukraine aid. Yes, um, they, would. they just want the cover of the border bill to do it. And that's how they were working on this. This is, uh, you know, right. even like, True. you know, but the real hardliner pro-Putin crowd in there it only takes a couple of them, uh, you know, to force Mike Johnson to not bring it to the floor if it's singular. So it's going to have to be a ride along. It's going to have to be attached. That's why I, I suspect you're right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I suspect you're right. But one way, uh, you know, one way or the other, we need to, I mean, the Europeans, uh, yeah. you know, the balls in our court, the Europeans have done what they have done this week. Uh, it's time for us to, um, to show where we stand as well, whether it's connected to the border bill or not. Um, Agreed. You know, 
So I, I mean, it's, I, I got to I tell you, the, the only way we got to take a break and we come back, we'll take some of the questions from the chat room. And I also want to I'm, I'm worried about bringing up some of these talking points and, and storylines simply because no, we got to talk about the Yvonne events. Oh, yes. And, and I my my biggest fear is that I'm going to bring up banana sanctions and Johnny Million is going to be set up again. Uh, you know, to, 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 nobody wants that. Be good. Russia, nobody Russia, wants that. Banana sanctions. Uh, what Biden called Trump over the uh, over his support for Putin, um, which was uh, a a swearing pejorative. Let's just say we'll be back right after this, and we'll explain it all. And hopefully, you know, Johnny Million won't run us aground when I bring up banana sanctions. <laughs> it's Al's Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now, <laughs> now on uh, on WCPT uh, Chicago's Progressive Talk, eight twenty a.m. <clears throat> I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all that. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. Welcome back to the show. Um, uh, before I go any further, before we get into the questions, I've just got to pull the Band-Aid right off on this. So uh, Ecuador transferred some old mm-hmm. weapons to Ukraine to mm-hmm. try and support it. And so the Russians put a <clears> – <throat> hold yourself, Johnny Million – a banana I'm all right. on Ecuador uh, for their military assistance to Ukraine. So the uh, – they uh, apparently Russia did fall for the banana in its tailpipe. Um, it, it, it is it is uh, being told by um, uh, Damon Wayans he had take these bananas and it is saying no, thank you. I'm not interested. Uh, so a banana sanction. That's that's when you know Russia's playing hardball right now. Um, you know with the banana sanctions. Now one of the sure. other big stories, and I, I, I you know. Over the last year, was uh, Russia's hypersonic missile being shot down when they said it could never happen? Right, and the and a good old Patriot system, which I'm sure the U.S. would have rather Russia and other countries not known for as long as possible that it was capable of shooting down a hypersonic missile. Right, we would have rather they knew, but they would have rather held that card hidden for as long as possible. But because it became necessary, they the Russian hypersonic missile was shot out of the sky by a U.S. Patriot system. Now we know Russia has imprisoned 12 scientists in their hypersonic team, and three of them are dead. Uh, BBC reported on this, according to the publication, the detained scientists were convicted under the article of high treason. Three of them are dead. Federal Security Service of the Russian Federation began to take an active interest in the scientists in this field after 2018. It was then that Russia launched an active PR campaign for its own hypersonic missiles and tested them. Uh, they uh, arrested. They were arrested at the Central Research Institute of Machine Building, the Central uh, Aerohydrodynamic Institute, named after any Zhukovsky. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, the Kristyanovich Institute for Theoretical and Applied Mechanics. Man, when you're rounding up scientists at a lab like that, and you're like, "Yeah, we can afford to lose these guys," 
I mean, well, it reminds me. It reminds me of the stories uh, during the uh, Second World War <clears throat> when Stalin uh, threw a bunch of atomic uh, scientists out at the gulags in Siberia because they were the intelligentsia. You know, instead right. of instead of creating a nuclear program of their own, Stalin sent a bunch of scientists to go crack rocks. Not the best use of their abilities. Well, and, and yeah, uh, Russia is uh, Russia is nothing if not um, consistent, <laughs> right? So they, yeah, so they've killed three of their hypersonic missile guys and, and jailed the rest of them. Um, and uh, God knows where they're going to get more ineffective hypersonics from in the future, but I don't care. And uh, and the problem China has is that they stole Russia's tech. So they're like a lot of their stuff. Their their stuff is a copycat, with very few exceptions. Most Chinese military gear is a copycat of Russian gear, mm. and yeah. the hypersonics are no different. They got their same design off of this thing, which was just shot down. So they're mad. These guys could have very well been rounded up because Beijing was mad. Mm. Yeah, that's the amazing well, part. So. I mean, well, the damage that this war has done to Russian uh, weapons industry is, you know, astronomical. Oh, we'll get to the economic stuff in a minute because they're even on a war footing. Their uh, their economy hit like two major, you know, like downturns that nobody thought were coming in, you know, as fast as they were. They're like, yeah, these the sanctions are kicking in. They're having a hard time, but they're keeping it afloat through manipulation and stuff that just collapsed. And largely because. Um, and we'll we'll get to the questions now. But the the Russians, one of the things that they did, ironically, a few years ago, was that in their partnership with China, they invested in the Chinese real estate market. Oh my god! <laughs> Which it literally, uh, I mean, they might have the, the Chinese economy, Chinese stock market has lost six trillion dollars U.S. in the last three years. They were doing great under Trump, but since uh, Biden came in, and apparently they have him, they they control Biden. They've got Biden on a short leash, and there's nothing he could do. And they control him. They own him. They're blackmailing or controlling, or he works for them or whatever. Well, if so, they're the worst at it ever because they're 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 just the their you know their stock market, the Shanghai index, six trillion U.S. dollars. In the in the last three years, the Saudis used to have an excise control over the U.S. market and and, and, and more leverage in the U.S. because they had a trillion dollars in our stock market. And it, the idea was that they could afford to pull it out in cash anytime they wanted to and crash our stock market. So everybody tiptoed around them for a long time. Now, retail investors have three trillion dollars in there and will buy that stuff up in an afternoon. So that's one of the reasons why the UAE and the Saudis are playing nice with Israel and trying to build this thing up because they know they don't have that leverage on us anymore. That said, we got five minutes before the next break. Let's grab some questions because I will just go off because there's so much going on. What do we got, Johnny? Okay, so there's uh, kind of a recurring question from 56 Nick Rich. What is the uh, the weather effects uh, in the war over there? Uh, well, we we've had a recently we've had a relatively mild weather. Uh, fair bit of uh rain um earlier in the winter uh it was uh, extremely cold much colder than it was last year and so there was a concern that uh you know if the, if the russians uh hit 
the energy sector and the heating sector that Ukrainians would suffer. But thankfully, that has not happened. Ukrainians are, uh, uh, you know, uh, better this year when it comes to infrastructure than they were last year. Um, but uh, I would say the greater uh, effect of weather right now is uh, happening in Russia um, because they are going through a, a really bad um, cold freezing. I mean, like mm-hmm. extremely cold winter and their infrastructure mm-hmm. is falling apart. Not only is it falling apart because uh, it is uh, it has been neglected because it's a kleptocracy, um, but also, of course, uh, Ukraine is striking uh, at the, that kind of infrastructure. So I would say the weather is more influential on the other side of the front lines in Russia than it is here in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, let's grab another one, Johnny. Yeah, we got yeah, we've got. Um a couple that are kind of the same. It started with Connie Kelly. Um, asked Phil about the falling out between Zelensky and top general Zaluzhny. Zaluzhny. Uh, it, uh, it, it, it's been uh, a very um, weird uh, few days uh, when it comes to Zaluzhny, who is the commander of all armed forces uh, for the Ukrainians. Uh I had uh, coffee with a public affairs officer from the Ukrainian Armed Forces about two days ago. This stems, it seems, uh, and that from my source uh, there, uh, it seems that the 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 issue is Crimea uh, and how to pursue um, uh, getting to Crimea or uh, you know re- retaking Crimea. Uh, in essence, uh, Zelensky wants it to move quicker than Zeluzhny does. Zeluzhny wants to see another mobilization of potentially hundreds of thousands of more Ukrainian citizens. There is a mobilization bill that is being uh, 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 put together. Uh, the first draft of which was rejected by the parliament here, showing how strong the democracy is. Um, and so they are they are um, putting that uh, mobilization bill together. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Zaluzhny wanted his troops to be uh, rotated, for there to be a rotation off the line because his troops are getting exhausted. They're stuck there on the line. He would like more fresh troops to be brought in. Uh, and he wants to – he basically wants to go through a, a, a series of retraining um, uh, and to, 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 because we are fighting a new kind of war here with drones. And Zeluzhny says that, the, you know, drone warfare is so essential that he wants to retrain his troops and not just drone operators, but how drones interact with everything. That's artillery, armor, right. uh, air assets, uh, everything like that. Zeluzhny wants to reform the Ukrainian military and also call up a, a, a much more aggressive mobilization bill. Zelensky, um, Wants Zeluzhny wants the armed forces to go for Crimea now, and that's where I think the split lies. Now, look, Zelensky is the uh, he is the commander in chief, and uh, Zeluzhny, as popular as he is, and I think he has been a fantastic military commander, mm-hmm. and I would hate to see him go. But Zelensky is the is the commander in chief. Zeluzhny, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, serves at his pleasure, and this is well within Zelensky's power to do so. There are other fine officers that could take his place. Uh, Zeluzhny has done a fantastic job. I mean, I even have a, I have a, 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 a mobile phone stand that's got his picture uh, oh, wow. laser right. etched into it. Um, uh, he's been a fantastic commander. He, he was the one that uh, helped liberate Kherson uh, and, and, and find victory in Kharkiv. It'll be a sad thing to see him go. But if that's the way it goes, it won't be disastrous. 
Yeah. So, I mean, in, in long engagements, this is not, uh, you know, unexpected yeah. in a lot of these situations. Uh, it, sure. it, it, they have it a difference of opinion. Yeah. And I think it's it, it's interesting that they want to push a little bit harder. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this with more of your questions. And, and I and I have, uh, you know, some more Crimean news I want to address as well, um, at, you know, after we come back, that because I, I have a question about that as well. So we'll be back. It's the Health Work Radio program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. We were talking a little bit during the break about drones, and I'm, uh, as as I think, well, Johnny Milley, I was about to say, I might be the only person who has a soldering iron uh, on the panel. Well, I've today. got a soldering got, iron. Do you like to pronounce one? the L in solder? Uh, only when I'm saying Moctada Al. Um, <laughs> then I'll say solder, just to be rude. Um, you know, Brits and uh, other people will say solder sometimes, you know, they're, mm. they're like depends. But uh, but yeah, Johnny, well, because of uh, like the pots on your guitar and electronic wiring in there, you, you know, it's, yep. it's free. Okay. Oh, I've, I wire, burned myself countless times. Oh, it's a good time. If you <laughs> if you uh, hey, man, you just got to you got to you got to do the pads first and then you got to do the end of the wire. And then it's so much easier if you just put them together. Don't talk to me about safety. The solder will join together instead of having to try to drop it all on one end. People are stupid. Anyway, so um, I don't need to teach you class. By people, he means me. That's right. (laughs) Um, But but I will say this. If you can do that, if you can solder guitar electronics together, if you can take the wires, you know, uh, the positive and negative from a a pickup or what have you, and hook it up to a pot and turn it and, uh, you know, and figure out which direction you want it to go and all that, you can you can put together a drone. You can. You can be if you do that minor level of soldering. You can put, you know, you can be taught how to put together a drone in, if you're smart, in about 20 minutes. If you're thick, maybe an hour. But even then, it's not that big a deal. And we're seeing that increasingly in a lot of these areas. You know, the the soldiers that the United States lost were hit by a drone that was fairly low tech, but it was uh, rather large. These were these were bigger ones. But even the putting together of like these are airplane style drones as opposed to what we think of as a, a, a quadcopter, which is how most people think of a drone. So there's two major kinds. One's like a little airplane. One's like a helicopter with four propellers or eight, depending on its ability. And you, you, you assemble them according to that idea. These long range ones, the short range ones that drop the little grenades on everybody, those are quadcopters largely. And most of them were are farming ones that either you know, uh, have normally have infrared scanners on them or they have, or they drop seed or what have you. They're modified or they're prosumer ones that you just buy off the internet for a couple bucks and, you know, maybe $50, a $50 drone can carry enough of a payload where you could drop a grenade on someone, which is something you could buy at Best Buy. Yes, absolutely. And for, for 150 bucks, Uh, like, and, and if you build them yourself, the parts for a drone, if you make them yourself, probably $60. And if you can 3D print them, it, you can use recycled plastic and make it. Yeah. So this is a. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the war started The war started with uh, workshops dotted around the country making camouflage netting for trench lines and for right. uh, hiding armored vehicles. We are now seeing little workshops uh, dotted around the country where Ukrainians, just your average Ukrainians, who maybe used to be, you know, uh, model train uh, enthusiasts or, yeah. you know, kind of you know, crafty types, um, mm-hmm. turning their skills towards creating drones. 
I mean, that's how right. that's how unified this country is and how, right. you know, every single Ukrainian is doing something to help the war effort. And now that you can make your own little drone and, uh, you know, make a dozen of these things and send them off to uh, to uh, a, a unit somewhere on the front lines. Ukrainians are doing it. So it's right. it's just another example of, of how so the entire country three, is. Right. And then the three levels of kind of drones that are used on the front line, the primary ones are the the, the larger quadcopters that drop grenades or spot people um, on the front line. Uh, they Famously, they rescued an injured soldier because they were able to drone. They dropped him supplies from a drone. Mm-hmm. He was able to Drew keep himself batteries, alive. Ammo. That's right. And and tea, hot tea. They dropped a thermos mm-hmm. of tea or something like that there. for him. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And 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 then they were able to track where he was. They could see where the other troops were, so they knew when it was clear, so they could come in and get him. None of the other troops were harmed in the removal of this. This think back to like World War Two or Vietnam or World, God knows World War One or almost any other conflict before this. That that just ability to protect your own soldier on the front line is a brand new thing. Right. Yeah. And that's the Ukrainians are doing a great job using it. Well, Zalu- uh, you know, General Zaluzhny, who we just talked about, also has yes. recently just put out an article. I think it was in Newsweek in which he said, and this is part of this whole dismissal thing, is that he says drones are so important that they're so changing the face of the battlefront because it's not just um, for uh, uh, getting a visual. It's not just dropping uh, weaponry. It's what Zaluzhny wants to do is he wants to integrate this into Everything. So yeah. the drones are not just one aspect. No, everybody has a kit. In a, yeah. And everybody has got something. And it's integrated into command and control. It's, right. you know, it's and scouting. It's, it, so. The U.S. is contracting with some of the defense the contractors in, in Ukraine to co-develop this, a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. And yes. so there, and then there's, so there's, that would be the version where soldiers in the field on their pack, have a drone capsule on the top that has a, a a quadcopter with a camera in it that's hooked up to their visor. Those one of the click down visors they have, and that thing, if they send it out, AI makes it manages its distance. They can either talk to it or send directions via a controller. Most likely, it will be spoken to. Mm-hmm. It will fly over, check ground, check for danger, that kind of stuff. It will be replaceable if something happens to it because it won't be that expensive. This is where they're going with this stuff. Meanwhile, yeah. on the complete other end of the spectrum, we had four, uh, three that, yeah, three or four um, petroleum facilities in Russia struck with drones in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Yep, major explosion deep, deep and, inside Russia. Uh, yeah, thousand kilometers, and largely yeah. they are saying it's because of these cardboard drones that are being supplied by a, I believe it's a Norwegian company, because um, they're big on the on drone manufacturing these days. Uh, or the this might be a German thing, but they come in a box. They look like a stack of cardboard boxes, and you literally unfold them like a model airplane kit, and you and it, it the setup to building time is like twenty minutes. And if you if it if part of it's harmed in shipping, like the nose cone is messed up or the wings messed up, you can fix it with duct tape and another piece of cardboard from a torn box around you. It's that simple. And it will fly a thousand kilometers, carry a three kilo payload. They have a bigger one that carries six kilos. And and the Russians were this is such a Death Star kind of a conversation. But the Russians were like, we don't have to worry about the size of these cardboard drones because their payload isn't big enough to harm anything. Right. 
20 of them, though, which mm-hmm. are cheaper than one big drone. And mm-hmm. if only eight of them have to get through and they all can break your radar field, that's a, I mean, that is an entirely new battlefront that they're having to deal with. And sure that's is. what's causing these explosions. It's like a box, a car, which is, which box, is like, devastating. Yeah, which is devastating yeah. for them. And as I say, the bitter winter that they're having. And then add to that the other aspect. And look, drones are changing the face of this war. And don't, you mm-hmm. better believe the Pentagon is studying every little thing. But yep. the other big news that's happened in the last couple of days is is the fact that they have these sea uh, drones. Yes. These, these, these um, right? that, that, that they swarmed uh, a, mis- a cruise missile frigate. Uh, Corvette, rather, uh, a ship mm-hmm. in the Black Sea, a Russian uh, Black Sea fleet uh, ship, uh, right. hit him with something like six of these things and followed on. They were so well coordinated that one drone, one sea drone, and these things look like jet skis without, you know, uh, you know, like a, what yeah. you would. They're killer you know, kayaks. Two tool around. They, right, right, exactly. Like kayaks, one, right. one hit the hull. One hit the hull, blasted the hull open, and then a second one went through the went hole. Went in the hole, yeah. In the, of 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 the that was blasted in the hull and sank this thing. And you know, uh, the Russians, of course, are saying, "Oh, no big deal, no big deal." This is a cruise missile. You know, th- this thing shot cruise missiles into mm-hmm. Ukraine, and it ain't doing it anymore. There are forty right. Russian sailors, as sad as I am to see the loss of life, who are no longer killing Ukrainians. You know, I so. Uh, yeah. You know, six drones, which probably ultimately all six of them were probably somewhere around the two hundred thousand dollar mark, sank a, fi- a fifty to seventy million dollar uh, cruise missile Corvette. So right. you know, e- 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 hmm. do the math. Yeah. And it's incredible stuff. This is um, uh, on screen right now. Hold on, I'll move the chat out of your way there, Phil, so that it's not over your face. Um, sure. The um, the Belgorod. Um, let's see. I think we have this. I'll make it come up on screen if I can. But there was a um, the Belgorod had a, uh, you know, a, like an oil refinery there was struck by a um, where is that guy um, was um, struck by a, a drone, like one of these minor drones. And um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the other picture of them. Yeah, here it is. Um, I'm showing it on screen. Mm-hmm. But this is they, they, they have a video feed from this they have a follow on drone. The first one hits it, the other one films it, and and then the and then after it's done filming and it's transmitted back, it follows on with its payload. And again, this is this is a, a, like this is a this is an impossibility um, just a few years ago, and now yeah. it's the norm. And mm-hmm. these you know these six basically or seven kayaks that smashed into this boat and sank a destroyer cost you know one one thousandth of the price yeah. of that boat and they're replaceable you could make more of them very quickly you can't make a ship like that that fast yeah. Um, yeah so yeah you know it's it, it's gonna it's changing war uh it will change it will continue to change war uh forever and um and also, and also, yeah. Ukrainians are, are really getting good at it. I mean, there's yeah. there's been a there's been a you know one Ukraine seems to be on top of things, and then Russia seems to be on top of things. Right now, it looks like Ukraine is taking the upper hand in the drone war. No, sixty-seven UAV models, specifically like flight 
designs have been codified for use in the battlefield in Ukraine. 58 received government contracts. These are these are drone operators in there. And 200 Ukrainian companies are operating in the UAV or drone service and products market now in Ukraine. That's the mm-hmm. current stat. Cutting edge. That, Cutting edge. Yep. And 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 this is this is Ukraine beating Russia on the cheap. Quite frankly, it's one of the mm-hmm. reasons why the you know uh, the the MTGs of the world are trying to choke off funds because every penny benefits the 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 Ukrainians, whereas the Russians need a lot of money in big amounts to make up for sure. it. Not to mention the fact that also, in addition to that, drone operators, you know, because they're not directly on the front line, they don't exactly have to be 19-year-old or 22-year-old soldiers. I mean, there's, nope. a, 52, there's a 52-year-old grandmother who's been right. trained as a, as a drone operator in Ukraine. So, you know, that's, that's a, 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 you know, you're not putting your soldiers at risk. You're, you're using drones instead of soldiers. It's a great that's thing. Right. Yep, agreed. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this with more of your questions. It's the HealthSparks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. I am happy. You are happy. Let us be happy together. Whether the weather is cloudy or sunny, I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky. You are lucky. Let us get lucky together. Whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you? Chugga, chugga, choo, choo, woo. I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome back to the show, and uh, one of the one of the best things about it is uh, not only do we have our dear friend Philip Bittner on, and he's uh, safe and secure in Kiev right now, that uh, but our dear friend Boston Brian talked to him on his show this morning, so please check out that interview as well. Also, uh, Johnny Million has a show. You should watch it on Twitch and YouTube. It's Johnny Million. And, of course, infotainmentwars.com will take you to me whenever I'm online and that kind of thing. Now, a couple of things. Uh, good, uh, this, uh, my happy ending would be uh, good news that sounds like bad news. Okay. And this is, uh, uh, this, is a, this is a new one, but I think it works. So this week... China, the, the uh, Chinese defense min, uh, minister, uh, Dong Zhen, uh, he, he said, they, this was a quote from them, uh, China will fully suppo- support Russia on the Ukrainian issue, which is, by the way, they say Taiwan issue. They like to say the word issue in their translations. Sort of their, on the Ukrainian issue, despite continuous pressure from the United States and Europe, um, and that's, that was the, their defense minister. That is awesome, and I'll tell you why. It, normally, that would be like, oh, dear, China is supporting them in this and China's got a, an enormous economy and an enormous military. And if they're supporting them and also they're not putting pressure on them to stop it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, wouldn't it be better if they did? Maybe. But what it makes it more difficult for the Republicans to claim that Biden is on the side of China and that they're, you know, th- that somehow we're tied to China. Or we're trying to make China better and all this kind of stuff. If China is supporting Putin on this on the side of this issue and this week puts aside the we're friends and but we want everybody to be at peace. They put that aside this week and said on a military level, we support Russia in this issue. 
We want we now view Ukraine as Taiwan. And therefore, if we're ever going to do this, we're, we support the idea that Russia can reclaim this territory and, and Alaska, too, while you're at it. And mm-hmm. that is great because, A, they're no help at all. They're not sending soldiers. They're not their gear. They send is sucks. It's, um, you know, nothing is going to benefit the Russians in terms. They're not giving them a strategic advantage. Their satellites are terrible. Like it's they're all in a degrading orbit and their imaging is awful. Like Google Earth does better than the Chinese military military satellites. It's hilarious. It's true. I mean, they they literally they cop off of Google all the time when they send out the when the their department sends out like we can see you. It's always like, yes, everyone can. That's a Google Earth image. Um, it's hilarious. But what it does is it makes a much more stark contrast between how the Republicans are acting and how normal people are acting, because now they are the MTG and those folks. If anybody bothers to look at this and I'm trying my best, um, that someone will go, hey, you know, China supports Putin in his attack on Ukraine. Um, are you siding with China as well in this process? Because if we don't help Ukraine. We're helping China in this process. There's no yep. question about it. Good point. And yep. now, will it ultimately help them? Are they capable of getting of helping? Probably not. But the optics of it, and what the and what China's attempting to do, they would if they could, um, will make it all the more, uh, I think, striking the difference between you know MAGA and even the rank and file Republicans, and certainly the rest of the American people. That's a good. That's a good thing. So I will be. Uh, Rudely, repeatedly uh, tweeting that detail out over the next couple of days on all the crap posting sites that the that, <laughs> that maggots frequent. So let's grab our, uh, you know, in our and as the at the end of the hour. So we, we you know, we get we got about eight minutes left. So Johnny, let's grab some questions from the chat so we make everybody get there. And don't forget, super chats help out the show, and of course, uh, it, you know, all the other methods. Okay, so we've got Boston Brian has another question. Has Phil heard anything on General Gerasimov's whereabouts? <laughs> this is one of the, yeah, this is one of the big uh, questions. Is nobody has seen uh, General Gerasimov, who is uh, ostensibly in in charge of uh, the war here in Ukraine. Um, there's even you know going, people going so far as to say he's being uh, airbrushed out of uh, photographs, much like uh, Stalin used to do. Uh, no, we don't know where he is. And that's highly suspicious. Uh, so Shoigu is around, um, who is, you know, he's the defense minister. But um, uh, Gerasimov has not been seen in quite some time. Uh, very suspect. Very suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, do we think uh, dead or just persona non grata? I don't think dead. I think if if he was dead, we would hear that he was. Uh, we're not seeing him because he's got the sniffles. You know, right. uh, they, they they would ease their way into it with some sort of announcement that he was ill. That would be my my suspicion. Um, but you know, in Putin's Russia, you can never tell. You can never tell. So right, who knows. All right, I've got it's a very, question very, from very, Miles Horn. Uh, why doesn't the band Oasis get back together? Because <laughs> they're, they're a just bunch a of knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Want to be Beatles? Right, because they're because they're tools. That's why because they can't even get along with each other, and they're brothers. Oh, aren't they're they? family. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are family, you know, and I can't be the last one. So, oh, no, no, no. So from Corinne Larrabee, uh, does NATO, do NATO allies have a role in training the new mobilized troops? They will do. Yeah. I mean, what's the mo- what's what's another round of mobilization? I mean, they're they're constantly training. I know there are Ukrainian troops in Britain right now. Uh, I think there's in Germany and Landstuhl. Uh, no, maybe not Landstuhl, but yeah, no, they're all over the place. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Short answer, yes. And one from our supermod Andrea asked Philip about the granaries in Poltava and the food in Ukraine. Yeah, um, uh, the 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 granary storages uh, have been targeted uh, by the Russians repeatedly. Um, so I, I don't know what specifically she'd like me to speak about when it comes to them. Uh, the you know because they've bottled the Black Sea fleet up in the eastern side of of, uh, of the Black Sea, uh, mm-hmm. the Russians are not able to impose a blockade. Uh, so food is getting out. There is a, you know, it's getting out to the world market. So um, I don't know what specifically she's she's asking about. This is why you when know, you have a question for Phil, you got to put it in the form of a question. <laughs> well, you have to understand, we live in the era of people uh, making statements online mm, and yep. then saying, I'm just asking questions. I mean, that yeah. is the, if there is anything, the, the Tucker Carlson it's a, a effect is state a bunch of garbage in the form of a, direct accusation statement of artificial fact. And then when you ever, whenever you get pushed on it, just say, I'm just asking questions. Don't let the lack of question marks fool you. All right. Uh, One more. That's it for questions, but I do have a happy ending. My band Mars Venus Moon is playing tonight at the Montrose Saloon in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm playing a giant 12 string bass. Oh, that's amazing. Is there a, my happy ending? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, you, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm happy just to ask if there's any. There's no such thing as a small twelve-string bass. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, my happy ending is the fact that uh, there is a viable presidential candidate in the Russian 2024 presidential elections. A guy by the name of Nadezhdin has received 150,000 signatures, and it is that oh. um, and that that qualifies him to run against Vladimir Putin. And it is inescapable, thanks to thanks to social media, that uh, Russians turned out in droves, stood right. in you know. Uh, snow and cold to line up to sign this guy's uh, uh, legitimate, you know, his, his papers uh, so that he could run for president. Um, I look, the election will not be legitimate. Of course it will not be. But um, the fact that there's going to be a, a apparently a legitimate uh, candidate uh, supported by uh, the people of Russia as this war gets worse and worse for Russia, um, that is a good sign. We'll see how it goes, yeah. but He's crossed that hurdle, and that's a big deal. Nice. Agreed. Um, I am going to. Uh, this is not quite my. Uh, it, it doesn't qualify. Ah, uh, there it is. This is the. I'm showing online the footage of the the drones that the are hitting that. Yeah, that big ship. And good lord, I mean that is. Again, you can see the structural damage done by the first strike. Uh, right, you know, right after that, and the obviously the the Russians are very close to the best about admitting damage, whatever, but they, 
they admitted to this one right away and didn't hide it or whatever. But one of the most amazing things is you could see the gunfire from the deck of the ship that's already been hit once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these the things are evading hunting. fire. They're the, the yeah. actively evading fire, which is impressive. Right. Um, the, the Russians tried to, yeah, the Russians tried to downplay this, by the way. But then uh, there were some very uh, smart journalists uh, who have been covering this place for a long time who uh, remembered that about a year ago, um, the, the the Russians were saying, oh, this ship is the best thing ever since, you know, sliced bread and, and it can hit right. everything and destroy everything. So while the Russians were like, eh, no big deal, you know, so so we lost the ship. We got lots more. Um, uh, this this archival footage from them putting out a public affairs campaign about how wonderful this thing and kind of um, uh, you know. right. The only one of its kind. Oh, they were crowing about how wonderful it was. And then when it sank, they were like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't need that. The the coping. Yeah. Um, I, you know, again, this is a very tough time uh, across the globe. We we don't obviously have enough time to cover um, the uh, what's going on in the Middle East. I will say that, um, you know, we'll have a chance, hopefully you and I, to talk about this on Wednesday um, although I will be exhausted because I am uh, the ultimate jam night is this Tuesday in L.A. Uh, and it's melodic rock. So I will be singing some Def Leppard, some House of Lords, Ooh. some uh, House of Lords, some cult. And uh, yeah, I was going to there's and one other song. I'm not going to give it away yet, um, but I'm but I will be singing. You got the hair to sing cult. cult. I do. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I need it a little longer, though. It has to be like butt length at this Did point. Did you get a trim? I just trimmed my split ends, yeah, a little bit. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much. This is not radio okay. stuff. This is that's my happy. I don't have split ends anymore. Um, yeah. And I will here's. And I'm also going to show Johnny Million uh, a, a happy ending shot. This is on a car in Russia. Um, it, it, you know, protest comes in lots of different forms. And. Uh, what that, is happening there? I can't wieners? stay on the air. Thanks, Chicago. Thanks, Johnny Million. Thanks, Gil <laughs> Vintner. Um, we'll, see you guys. See you next. Yeah, those are. Uh, those see you on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, we'll, all right. Uh, oh, dear. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> Tune into the Tom Hartman radio program, your home for news, opinion, and insight, right here on WCPT 820, where facts matter.